but you said you're going to blow me away with these quotes. They better be good. Oh, they're going to be amazing quotes. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Where did you even get these from? I don't believe you. Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of Court Quotes. Um, we are alive. Um, the CDC has given the all clear. Goofy does have a new type of uh, mad goof disease, but we found that uh, it cannot jump to uh, normal humans unless it is uh, sexually transmitted, and uh, we're on the all clear for that. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling, Goof? I feel like I'm going to bang you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make you feel what I have. You know what? I'm gonna give it to him. I, I'm, 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 I'm reveling in the choice whether I should give it to you or not. Have you ever watched? Uh, you watch Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. You watch the episode of the fortune cookie one where he's gonna when Jerry's gonna bang his mom. <laughs> I is that the new one? Because I haven't seen it's, the new it's, season. I think the new. Yeah, it's the newest season. I have I not a seen fortune that one. cookie that cannot like it's gonna come true for sure and it says you're gonna have sex with your mom and he's like this is dumb why would it say that and then everything <laughs> during the episode just keeps like leading to his mom like coming there and you know she gets on a flight this and that just all kinds of stuff uh-huh. <laughs> and like, then it's, like just big... lining things up for him perfectly exactly it's like there's like a weird portal that she's like stuck at the end of naked and then it, the, it rips a port the, the clothes off of him and it starts pulling him into it uh-huh. he's like shutting out rick like Rick, please save me. I don't want to have sex with my mom. <laughs> Dude, Jerry's character is so funny. Like, it's so pathetic. Sometimes he comes through as, like, the, the good character. But it's just like, oh, uh, like. It's because you, you don't expect anything her. from him. Yeah, you just don't expect anything from him. So you're just like, oh, whenever he does something funny or redeemable, you're like, ah, cool. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> good job. Yeah, he has his moments, and like you, you do feel for him for a couple uh, things here and there. But it's just like, man, Jerry, you are a fuck him. But that goes the same for Beth because they are like two sides of the same coin, where she's a fuck up in her own means, like she's a self sabotaging person. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they got, they both got their own little like uh, problems, but it's funny because they try to make it work, right? <laughs> Well, I think they're forced to make it work. That's the whole idea. Because if they try to be with anybody else, it's never going to work. Like no one, no one fits themselves perfect like they do. Right. Like when they show that alternate future where a world where they have their own lives and they don't get married, and they're both super miserable. Like I think Jerry's a famous actor, but he gets super addicted to drugs and like hates his life. <laughs> and then Beth is a, a super famous uh, heart surgeon, but she lives by herself. She's an alco- a super alcoholic like her dad and shit like that. And like they find each other eventually because they need to be with each other. Right. It's like an, an, it's an inevitability, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, man. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Goofy, you got some yeah. quotes for me? Uh, I have a couple. Do you have some quotes for me? I got some great quotes, man. What's your theme this, this uh, week's episode? So for me... I have something that uh, that opened up the world to uh, the idea of possibility. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this franchise. I'm only going to be talking about the three movies because I haven't seen the latest one, The Matrix. Yeah, I've never seen any of them. You've never seen any of The Matrix? None of them. R- <laughs> okay. I'm going to be talking to... Actually, okay. I think I watched like a shitty animated one that they did and i oh no 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 i i I I think it was called the animatrix wasn't it yes 
uh, okay, so a little bit of um, context to that is uh, so there was uh, the Matrix, and then there was Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, and uh, they came out with the Animatrix to fill in stories of what what happened and how they, this all came to be. And the Animatrix is actually one of the best things I've ever seen. It's a it's a collection of short films, uh, short stories. I mean. Of uh of either events in the Matrix or leading up to the Matrix, and it actually explains uh how the Matrix came to be, and it's one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, see, I don't remember. <laughs> like, yeah, it must have not been that like the animation wasn't the best. I'll give you that, but the storytelling, because <laughs> the 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 Animatrix uh, consists of like different art styles for the most part. Like, there's some 3D, there's some 2D, there's some different. There's some, there some uh, one D. What's the one D stuff? <laughs> one penis. Uh, there's a. <laughs> there's the fucking. I think there's like Boondock style of uh, animation as well. Like there's a, there's all over the place, but the the thing that really captures you is the storytelling. Like it's really well done. Nice, nice. And what are you uh, grasping your quotes from? My quotes are. Uh, I mean, bro, it's it's. It, it's about a hustle and it's about a loyalty and respect, bro. Um, and uh-huh. no, it's not John Cena. That might be the next episode. Uh, okay. No, it, it's all about, you know, just like John Cena, he's a famous what? Wrestler? Rapper, goofy, hip hop. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... I don't know much about John Cena, man. You got to tell me. <laughs> he's the professor of thugonomics, man. He's got a rap album that went double platinum and then he never uh-huh. did another one. <laughs> We're talking about John Cena right now? No, we're talking about hip-hop, bro, and okay. really cool rappers. Uh, so let okay. me start it off. This quote is by one Jaw Rule, as he played a, ca- a character called Edwin <laughs> in the Fast <laughs> and the Furious movie, the very first one. And the quote itself is, Monica. Oh, man, you're, you're, you're doing a disservice, man. I can't reach that. I can't reach the level Monica. of Jaw Rule. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A little bit raspy, a little bit higher. It's like, <laughs> bro, Jaru is my boy. I'm not going to lie. I loved his music back in the early 90s, man. Fuck, like, I know, dude. I know, Goofy. We're just talking about beforehand. Ashanti, you know, hitting the, that music. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Fucking, wow, oh my God. Jaru was my boy. What was boy. the other one? Um, there was Fat Joe. Fat Joe was great. P. Diddy. Um, fuck, what's the other one? Uh Shit, man. I'm I mean, Pitbull's from that era, but he didn't blow up until after like yeah. 2000s. Yeah, it was after. Yeah. Uh, Jar Roll, Buster Rhymes, Exit. Buster Rhymes. Bro, DMX, my boy. DMX, rest X. in peace. R.I.P. Fucking, yeah, but, X, um, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know the, <laughs> the quote is famously pulled from the movie when he's losing. And uh, and then yeah, he's just realizing like yeah, his girl's not gonna want to do anything with him, even though yeah, before the race, <laughs> yeah, be- before the race she's like win or lose, this is yours. But then you might be going with her, and I'm like all right, cool, damn, get some get some draw rule. And then he's like losing, he's like Monica, <laughs> and then she's like you didn't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he goes up to her and grabs her arms like. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like he's like, yeah, you didn't win. Get off of me! And she just walks away and like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that movie. Quote. That that is a good quote. I, I'm not gonna lie. But... 
Ja Rule. I knew, I knew you'd love it, dude. That's, <laughs> I was like, this is you're awkward. Just, you're just lucky. I like Ja Rule, man. Like, as bad as a person he is nowadays, I still like his music from back. Is, is he bad? I don't even know. Uh, he he got a uh, he got called out for that the whole scam on the Fire Island thing. I don't know if you saw the documentary. I didn't see the documentary. I heard about it though. Yeah, he was, he was uh, part he of was that. Involved. I didn't know that. He was involved with it, and he's just like. We need to spin this whole disaster. Just spin it. I'm like, what are you going to spin, man? You ripped off a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what uh, Matrix quote you have, Goof? Okay, so the Matrix is known for a lot of things. A lot of cool action scenes. Fucking guns everywhere. I think it, like that, but... it popularized the slow-mo gun stuff, too. Yep, but with slow-mo guns, slow-mo uh, fight scenes. Because, like... Seeing like quick, quick punches or whatever, like all that stuff is cool. But when you see it in slow motion, it's like, oh shit, this is what the naked eye is missing out on and shit like that. Um, I'll start off with the uh, the thing that kind of kicked it off, and uh, I don't like the, that the internet kind of fucking bastardized this, but the the quote itself the is really pill, good. Yeah, uh, this is coming from one Morpheus. Who's Morpheus? <clears throat> Morpheus is the. Is a character in the Matrix who kind of reaches out to Neo, which is played by Keanu Reeves. And um, Mor- Morpheus is Keanu Reeves. No, no, no. Keanu Reeves is Neo. Morpheus, Nero? the the Roman Emperor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Morpheus is um is played by Lawrence Fishburne. I know you know him. Yeah, he's cool. He's done a lot of movies, and again, he has well, like a good. A, uh, he's in another Keanu Keanu Reeves movie now, right? The John Wick. Yeah, he's, he's in John Wick as well. He uh he plays a sort of an antagonist in, of sorts. I, I mentioned Is it he before. An the other I thought he was a gun dealer. Yes, but he also plays the competition. So, uh, I, I like I said before, he uh he, he plays like the king of the underworld. As were uh, like for the the world in John Wick, there's like this underworld uh, uh, assassin world, but he's beneath that. He's lower than that. He's he, like I said before, he plays uh, like the king of the hobos. He uses them as a network <laughs> to to send information, and the hobos are also also assassins. Like they're yeah, we, we talked assassins. about that. Yeah, in the in your yeah. podcast episode with John Wick, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it John sounds Wick. really cool. I should watch these movies one of these days. Hey, the new one just came out. I heard it's pretty good too. The commercials look cool. Yeah, yeah, I heard I heard some good shit about. I like it. from the second movie on where they can actually use Glocks because the first one they didn't let them use Glocks, so they had to pretend like, oh yeah, this other Austrian you know pistol, you know, like you just say Glock, like we legally can't. Why couldn't they? Licensing. They own the word Glock. Glock is a name brand. I thought it was a type of pistol. I didn't know it was the name of the no, brand. Well, it is a type of pistol, but it's a name brand. So they do like the Glock 19, Glock 17, Glock 22. I didn't, I didn't know that. You know more about guns than I do. Yeah, so they, it, but it, it's from Austria, right? And um, Okay. So yeah, in the first movie, from what I've heard, because I watched it on a gun gun tube channel, um, they were talking about like, yeah, they, they had to call it the Austrian, you know, whatever pistol, because they don't want to either couldn't afford, didn't want to, or weren't able to pay for the license. Uh-huh. And uh, after the first movie, just did hella good. Glock's like, "Hey, bro, throw our name in there." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to use our gun, bro? I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, he "There's trained, plenty of guns uh, out there, man." Uh, Keanu Reeves uh, trained down in uh, SoCal. It's called Terran Tactical. He's mm-hmm. like this crazy pistol course. Pretty dope. Um, but yeah, you were saying that was a quote. My bad, we derailed it. 
Let's go back. Uh, re- really quick, really quick. I don't know shit about guns. I could have swore Glock was American. No, no, no. You need to teach it's me more a, about it's guns. It's just Americans love guns, dude. And Glock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, isn't the that the, the choice it. of uh, weapon? Everyone, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, why I thought it was like, stuff. It's because it works. It just works. It just that's works. That's just, again, German ingenuity, which Austria used to be part of, you know, Germany. <laughs> mm. who, who made the vector? Was it German as well? That's the Chris K with the K. Um, I don't yeah. know. That might be, that might be, yeah, some type of European. Shit yeah, because well. that, I Vector's remember we talked dope. about that. And then I, I think it was German ingenuity where like it's genius the way it works. And I'm like, I, I can't fathom it. But yeah, the, the way you explain it to the me, the recoil is... goes back down, not just back, but down into the stock, so it mitigates the recoil. It's pretty dope. Yeah, and I'm just like, that is genius, and I, I just couldn't. In my head, I can't visualize it, but I'm sure the people that engineered it are just like, get yeah, it just works. Oh yeah, well, it's magic. Even, every everybody uses it as the sci-fi gun because it looks like a sci-fi gun. It does look like a sci-fi it. gun. <laughs> <That's> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. And then but... you you add a you add um how do you say uh. Yes, yeah, Chris with two S's. It's K-R-I-S-S, Victor. Yeah, Chris Vector, yeah. Um, or Chris Vector, yeah. Let's see. Who, who makes this? Uh, Chris <clears throat> Vector, so machine gun designed by the American company. Yeah, Chris, it's the U.S. Is it U.S.? Yeah, yeah, U.S.-based. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, but back to uh, Matrix. Back to the Matrix. So, what starts off the film, or at least kicks it off for the main character, Neo, is that uh, he gets met, he meets Morpheus. And he tells him, like, hey, the, the world that you see isn't what it really is. And he gives him this little speech. <clears throat> he, and then it goes like this. <clears throat> this is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed. You leave whatever you want to. You take the red pill. I'll take you into a wonderland. And I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, I'm only offering you the truth. Nothing more. And that's Morpheus. And uh, it sucks that you haven't seen this movie, man, because it's uh, it's cool. It's well, what kicks the, it off. The, I don't care. Yeah, dude, uh, I'll watch it at some point if it's that yeah. good. <laughs> we should sit down and watch these movies, actually. Next <laughs> right. time we hang out, because these movies are really good. But what's even, the even, uh, what's the significance of the quote? So, um, as the the movies are 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 telling, is that uh, that the whole world that everybody lives in is a uh, is is a facade. It's a lie. And uh, there, what what people really are are batteries to fuel robots' existence. So what they don't tell you, uh, word for word in the Matrix, it just alludes in kind of lore, is that there was a great war between humans and robots because AI advanced to the point where they they knew that they were the superior race. And uh, during the war between the humans and the robots. Humans were like, well, these guys are solar powered. We block out the sun, we beat them. And so they set off a nuke and blocked out the sun. But in turn, they are kind of fucking themselves in, in the long run. Yeah, because they're going to be in a, a nuclear fault or a nuclear uh, mm-hmm. winter. Exactly. So the only choice that the robots had at the end was, well, our only power source we have left, because I think at this point, uh, fossil fuels are gone. And they, they, they gone on to a utopia where they don't need fossil fuels. It's all solar powered. So well, all what, the... about renewable, what, what about the wind wind uh, wind farms? Yeah, and the water turbines. turbines. Yeah. So I don't what think about they the fat it. guy on a on a on a fucking a treadmill or a, on a treadmill uh, what's this <laughs> on the on a stationary bike. Come on, you're telling me they run? A, they don't have that power? 
So that's the idea, right? The fat guy on the treadmill, right? But instead of uh, doing that, they just put people in pods and they just exist there, right? Any energy that, that comes off of them is yeah, fed yeah, on yeah. to the robots to continue their existence. And uh, what you get to see later on is that what the Matrix is, is all these pods and farms of people. And they're constantly fueling what, what the robots need, like to keep them alive so what this all goes back to is that all the people are connected like the internet so their their consciousness is out there and they're living full lives in the matrix but it's all yeah, an illusion it's all facade it's it's all uh, a programming so or, or, oh so it's all it's not second life then it's a playstation home uh, no not even that's less than that because in playstation home if you remember you could just fly all over the place Oh, so it's more like the Wii thing, you know, when you're little me. Yeah, you're, you're, they're, all they're all me's. They're all me's. They all got big heads. They can play. They, they can go bowling, and that's their whole existence. Well, they just play Wii Fit. Yeah, they play Wii, Wii Fit. Wii, Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, they do that, and then they they live their hey, lives. Hey, I can work... put them in Super Smash Bros. Though. <laughs> and and the the whole point of the the speech is that um. I think the pills represent programs that either put them back in this place or the red pill uh, is supposed to represent, Hey, this is a way out and it's going to kick you out of the matrix. It's going to trick the program into thinking that you're dead. It's going to eject you. And then you're going to get, you're supposed to be mauled into pieces by uh, like a machine. But once you're out of the matrix there, they are there to pick you up. So that's what the whole quote is. It's like, Hey, I'm going to show you what, what the world really is. And um, and that was the blue pill, and no, the red pill. The blue pill oh, is like, hey, oh. the blue pill is like, you... hey, you're gonna go back to sleep, but you'll have a big boner. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that was that was a really good quote. And um, like I said, the the internet bastardized it by like, hey, we're we're all sheep, blah blah blah. Take the red yeah, pill, yeah, be red woke, pill, and shit pill. like that. But the quote itself is really good. I I really like it. It feeds into is that the, fairly early on into the movie. It's uh, it's almost in the beginning because uh, the beginning it's Neil's okay. like this fucking dealer, uh, hacker person, and it's kind of illegal what he's doing, but he works on nine to five, and um, they uh, they spot him out and the authorities spot him out and they want to arrest him because uh, ab- above uh, being a fucking dealer, he's uh, he's he's meant to be the one to free the the human race from uh, the programming. Um, That's interesting. So he's 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 like the chosen one. He's the one. Exactly the one. Is that his title? Um, I think so. From what I remember, yes. I haven't seen the movie in quite a while, but I think he, it is the one. You know but, what's um, so fucking funny about saying the one is? Do you uh, remember another movie called The One? Yeah. Do you remember who was in that movie? Yeah. Who was it? Jet Li. You know what other movie Jet Li was in? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that we bring that up and one Dark Master X. Uh-huh. You know, um, the, the DMX man himself. Because uh, yeah. this is from a movie uh, where they were both in. Do you remember which one it was? I'm going to let you say it because I know, I know what movie you're talking about. Well, but well, I'm going to let you well. say because this is your quote. <laughs> well, come on. A movie with Jet Li and DMX uh. in it. 
There, there, uh, there's definitely ATVs, you know, four wheelers in it. Can oh you guess God, the name that? Oh my God, that was movie? so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that movie. It's Cradle to the Grave. I know the movie. Oh, I, I was, I was, I was gonna say um, Romeo Must Die, but all right, I, I guess I'll go with Cradle to the yes, Grave. Yes, yes, I'm sure uh, that's the movie you're gonna talk about. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, but it's a quote from uh, DMX as a character named Anthony in yeah. the movie Cradle to the Grave, and he's asking. You know, uh, Jet Li's character. What are you? Some kind of Kung Fu James Bond? <laughs> <laughs> and he is. <laughs> Dude, Jet Li was Jet Li was the shit, bro. Cradle My to the God. grave. Romeo must die. It's funny that he'd be in, in those two movies with them. <laughs> the, I never see Romeo must die, but uh, I I, know Fuck, I haven't seen it grave. since it came out. Cradle of the grave was a great movie, and um. I think you and I had a conversation who we like more, Jackie Chan or Jet Li. I like I both think... of them. Yeah, but <laughs> I, if you had a choice, like if you had a choice, which one would live? It's hard because I love Jackie Chan Adventures, bro. The cartoon was dope. <laughs> but he wasn't even <laughs> in it. He was in the first episode. Jackie Chan? Yeah. What I mean is like he didn't play the character. He, he did in the in the very first episode. Are you sure? I haven't seen it so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just know he had the Jackie quotes at the end, but uh, I was gonna say he was in the end of the episode too. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I stole this idea from him, but Jackie Chan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in in uh, Romeo Must Die, we have Jet Li, Aaliyah, and yeah. DMX. Yeah, yeah, but no, uh, <laughs> the movie Aaliyah was in. <laughs> Which one? I think she was the vampire queen or something in one of the movies. Oh really? Movie. I forgot That's what funny. movie it was. Aaliyah died, right? Yeah. She died in a plane crash. Jeez. But she was a... I think she was a vampire queen in, I think, either a Blade movie or something. I forget what. But she looked dope, man. I was like, damn, bro. A vampire queen? Hell yeah. (laughs) What are you? Some kind of kung fu James Bond. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, he was dope, dude. Um, Both DMX and uh, Jet Li. I'm glad they did multiple movies together. How many did they do? Was it just those two? No, I'm, I'm pretty, they had to have done other ones. I just can't think of it. Like for some reason, it, I think he was uh, DMX was in the one, but I'm like, nah, he wasn't in that. It was just Jet Li. Do you remember another Jet Li movie where uh, it had another famous person in it? It was uh, Unleashed with uh, Danny DeVito, and then they made him look tall as fuck. <laughs> Anytime they showed Danny DeVito's character, it'd be like from you know beneath him, like a low uh-huh. point. Like lower I, I don't think I've ever taller. seen that movie. Oh man, yeah, he he uh trains because I guess uh Danny DeVito's character was um fucking Jet Li's mom, and then he kills her, and then Jet Li was like in the closet or cupboard or whatever, you know, a bureau or whatever, and uh, as a little kid, and he takes him, he trains him to be like a dog, like you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he he take he takes the collar off of him. He has like a metal collar, and he takes it off of him to unleash him. So ideas that you know when he's not on his leash, you know he does he goes fucking crazy or whatever. You need to remind me of this movie because I kind of want to see it now. Yeah, unleashed. But yeah, man. What other uh, what other quotes you got? Okay. <clears throat> so during the movie, there's a uh, there's like different things, different kinds of programming in the Matrix, to where it's kind of like almost a religion of some sorts. Like there's there's different faiths. Like uh, Morpheus believes that Neo is the one, the chosen one. And it's it's almost like this Jesus complex. Like he believes in him so much that he's willing to die for it and everything like that. Damn. And uh, 
another thing uh, that that's in the Matrix is called the Oracle. Is this lady who just tells the future, and it's like, well, how how can that be or whatever? It's this is programming and all that stuff. It's it's all uh, an illusion, right? And uh, along along with she, she has like a she runs like this little psychic program with kids and stuff like that that are bending spoons uh, spoons and shit like that. And um, before he meets her, he walks into You're like uh, Alakazam. Uh, no, more cadaver. It, 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 it's 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 kind of like that, yeah. And uh, the way they 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 I I won't quote it word for word because I don't remember the quote exactly. But um, he's seen the kids bend the spoons, and the, it's bad fucking three D uh, uh, rendering or whatever because it's back in two, it's nineteen ninety nine uh, fucking graphics or whatever. Yeah, CGI. But uh, you see the spoon; it's obviously super fake or whatever. But uh, the spoon just the spoon just bends like bends like super crazy, and Neo's like, "How do you how do you do that?" Like, well, first you have to imagine that there is no spoon; the spoon does not exist. After that, everything else is easy. No oh, damn. But that is not the quote. The quote is oh, from uh, the lady who kind of trains them. Um, and uh, I won't. I I I don't remember the full quote. I have only the the other half. But essentially, he walks into a room, and the lady's like cooking something because it's like this shitty apartment or whatever. And she's um uh, she's cooking, and she says, "Oh, don't worry about the the mug or whatever." And he's like, "What mug?" And he turns around and breaks a mug. Which is kind of like foretelling her uh, her little future sensibility, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry. Like, don't worry. I knew it was gonna happen. Blah blah blah." And they have a whole conversation about everything, about what whether he's the one or whatever, and blah blah blah. And then uh, after that, he she says something that really stuck to me. Is like, "What's really gonna bake your noodle later on? On this would be would uh would you still have broken it if I haven't hadn't said anything?" So it's all alluding whether, whether um, it's kind of a fate thing, right? Whether she said something, would he have broken that that uh, that uh, mug in the first place? Right. So you. It's you're, also. I think it also can allude to the idea of is she also somewhat controlling the future to an extent, right? Like, yeah. Exactly. That's a that's a trick at uh, one of those uh, those uh, fake fortune tellers out there. Like yeah. they 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 stack the things in their favor to make them look like they're psychic of some sort. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, always like, so vague. It's so vague, but as soon as they pinpoint on something, that's where they they nail you with it. Like they'll say, "Hey, you you just lost somebody that you once cared about, right?" And they're like, "Yeah," because it's not hard to say that, right? Like that's super. Well, again, vague when, when you're vague, it's like, "Why are you here?" You know, is it blah blah blah? And they they again, they're very perceptive, right? That's the idea. Um, yeah. you know, well, I mean, like psych, right? You know, I was gonna to say psychic. psych. Um, just like it's psych, I, I never psychic, saw the yeah. show. You did. Oh, psych is fucking dope. I think you'd love it. Uh, I've only seen like the first episode where they they reveal like, yeah, he's not psychic or whatever. He's just super perceptive, and which is again itself is a really good ability. Not to turn turn that down, but it's just when people exploit it for personal gain and shit like that. Um. Fucking, not even uh, exploited for personal gain. It's more like a prey on desperate people, right? Well, there's uh, it's two aspects of that because you prey on the desperate people, but you still get personal gain from it, right? Because like, hey, you can is... get personal gain from being a detective. You know, um... you're getting paid. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting praised for solving crimes and shit like that. 
sure. And, you know, you're, you're using but it. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, there's a difference between between get, using it for personal gain and then you know preying on people, preying on especially desperate people. You know. Sure. Sure. Uh, there, there, there. That is a different aspect for sure. But the the whole going back to the quote is like yes, the, the whole the whole manipulation of whether it's the code, it's it's her predicting the future. Is it is it just meant to happen no matter what? And the whole thing like it's gonna fry your noodle to to think about that because she's like this sweet old lady, who um who's talking to him about like being the one and shit like that. And it's like, oh shit, maybe am I the one? Maybe am I not? Well, the choice is on you. Whatever. Because uh, I think the movie does allude to whether whether he is the one or not it comes down to choice whether he wants to be the one to accept the the whole responsibility and and break the code of the matrix right right it's gonna be one of those things it's like yeah there's destiny but also you control your destiny to an extent exactly just because you're destined for greatness doesn't mean you'll achieve it you know that means it was like it was in your potential you know you you had the ability you had the opportunity to do it you just you could either squander you can go go and run with it yeah, you know, and but like let's just say it... if your destiny is to be in the NFL, I'm like, yeah, but to what capacity? And not just that, just because it's you know your destiny, you still got to put in the work. You don't just get somewhere just by oh, I'm supposed to be here. It's like no, dude, yeah, you got you still got to bust your ass. Like you still got to run those laps and fucking. Do I'm not gonna shit. lie, I had that exact same thought. I don't remember last time we talked about something like this. It was uh, the Joker causing the events of injustice. I don't know if you remember yeah. we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, it was like this whole internet thing, and I was I, I was super pissed because like that that's a stupid mentality where the Joker causing the events of injustice. Like my my mentality of it is, I can tell you when you're like ten years old, hey, you should play football, and that sticks to you, right? And then you end up being this football star. Do I get the credit? No, right? No, but you should get some credit. I should get some credit. But not all of it, like because you still put in the work. You yeah, ran, you, you ran those yeah, laps. No, definitely. You you definitely. did all the work that led up to it, and that that's yeah, my whole mentality. It, so, not just that though. Sometimes though, it does take somebody externally. A push is good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not just your push, but like to open your eyes. You know, it's the uh, I tell people all the time too because uh, I I have always loved reading. I've always loved reading stuff and absorb uh, absorbing stories and stuff. You know. It's an escape, especially the way, you know, moving around so much and and just the way my life was. It's one of those. It was just easy to escape and be like, let's just be someone else for this amount of time. Yeah, it was just it was, and they're cool. They're cool stories. Like, it's just I, I love consuming uh, narrative media and I always consume, consume, consumed. And I equate it a lot to like I always eat good food. I can appreciate good food. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it wasn't until Miss Flores, our high school teacher, our high school English teacher, you know, I would, I would turn in stuff for uh, for assignments, and she'd be like, "You're really good at writing. Have you ever thought about writing your own stories and stuff?" Mm-hmm. And it just—I was like, "What the fuck? I've never, ever, once in my life thought about that." <laughs> but it's I the remember... equivalent of uh, go it's ahead. the equivalent uh, uh, again, like I was saying with food, is you love eating good food, and when somebody tells you, "Hey, you know, you can make this at home," you're like, "Wait, what the fuck? I can have good food whenever I want it because I can make it myself." Oh shit! I never thought about that. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh I, fuck, I, that is a good idea. I can just I... bake a cake. Nothing's stopping me from baking a cake. Yeah, it's exactly. fuck? I don't have to wait for birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's funny because again, sometimes that's what it takes too is for a somebody to be like, is that what you want to do? Or mm-hmm. or opening your eyes or opening, you know, your or broadening your horizons, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's funny because before that I was just like, Oh, I never even thought about that. Never. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a door in front of you, you don't even know what it is, but someone can tell you, like, you can open that. And like, oh shit, it's it's just up to you to go open that door. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that shit in high school, because I remember in high school. 
we're forced to read books in, from our our local, uh, not local, our uh, high school library. And I remember, I don't know who who let you, but you're like, I want to read this big ass novel of a Star Wars book. And I remember you told me it was a really good book, but who was it that just let you do it? Was it Miss Florence? Because you read that whole thing in a short amount of time, and you were able to like do the whole report or whatever, and you got like full praise for it. And I'm like, oh shit, this guy just read a Star Wars book, and no one gave him shit about it. What what is up with that? No, it wasn't a Star Wars thing. Uh... It was the 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 Clone Wars book. It had a helmet of a of a clone trooper on it. And I, I remember you told me it was that female writer. I don't remember who it was. Oh, Karen Travis. Yeah, fuck. Yes, and she though. wrote like a fucking beautiful amount of stuff for Star Wars. She was doing all the Republic Commando stuff, but but that was for uh, that was through the no, that wasn't the school library though. That I no, the, uh, I know you got it from the our local library, but they allowed you to read it in school as the as a fucking uh, book reporter or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. It might have been Miss Glodish, Miss Glodish, the Ukrainian. Uh, I don't remember, but I remember. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm walking around I school, don't. and we're forced to read shitty books from our fucking high school's library, which is not that big. It's either an autobiography that that catches you, like the most of your interest or something, and you're walking around with this fucking fat book, but it's got a clone trooper helmet in the front of it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's Star Wars. Yeah. Why is he getting to read Star Wars while the rest of us plebs have to read this shit? Well, I think a lot of it too is I would read ahead. Like I remember in Mr. Magoo's class, Mr. Magoo, Mr. Magoon. My bad. He's not the blind guy. He's a he was a pretty cool guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know he was uh, good. Yeah, Mr. Magoon. I remember. Fuck, dude. He thought like, how was it? So like, you know, I would read. I would read. So the textbooks for school, um, they don't teach it like front to back. It'd be like, all right, read this section, then skip ahead, then read this section, then skip ahead. Right, you're not getting taught every lesson. But I remember for English, they were all stories, so I would read the whole thing front to back. Mm. So I remember we were reading, I think, Oedipus Rex or something, and I had already read that. Like, I already, by the time he had assigned it, or we first started talking about it, because it'd always be like a week-long thing, right? We'd be reading mm. a certain subject. And I remember I had read it, or I read it like the first 30 minutes, 40 minutes we were in the in the class for the first day. So I had been reading ahead other stories, and he's like, what is, uh, so what, do, I think he noticed that I wasn't paying attention. So I was reading ahead. So I was like, what, what, uh, you know, Mr. or Jesus or San Ramon, whatever the fuck you called me at the time. He was like, hey, what, uh, what did he mean by that? And I'm like, oh, what page was that again? And I went back and I read, I'm like, he meant this, 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 and that. And he's like, you're right, but stay with the class. And I told him like, I read this Monday. <laughs> it was, it must've been like a Wednesday or Thursday, but I read this on Monday. I'm sorry. Like I just, y'all were slow. I used to read when I was in third grade, fourth grade. Um, no, I had been fourth or fifth grade, fourth grade, probably. Do you remember those like boxcar kids, like little chapter books? Um, yeah. I would read like two to three of those in a day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just loved reading. And that's why, like I said, I'd never for once thought you can just write shit. Yeah. You know, like I never for once thought like, oh, fuck, like, let me uh, let me make this. It was always consume, consume, consume. Right. You know, yeah. we're consumers, you know, I, I want like food. You know, I, I just want to eat all the good shit. And then, you know, but then you're at the limbs of whenever it's presented to you or whatever you have access to. You never once was like, oh, yeah, let me just make my own fucking rice krispies. You can make this the shit. foods for other people to consume. Yeah. Fucking or or yourself, Mr. right? Sometimes you just want to tell a story. Like, you just there's a story that you want to tell that you got to get out there. So that's the yeah. cool thing about, you know, having that, your eyes open, right? Like, like oh, yeah, you could do that. I, I don't know yeah, what no, it that... was about Mr. Magoon. Because um throughout the, our, our school, all our time in school, the books that we read, the stories that we read, they weren't bad. They were, it was just a hard entry 
because people didn't want to read or whatever. Well, yeah, it's school too. You don't want to read shit. Like you want to. For me, I would go to school to socialize, dude. That's that's what I can hang yeah, with my friends. But what I don't know what it was about Mr. Magoo's class because when we got to Oedipus, I loved that book. It was amazing. I I just I I think I read the whole thing before the time was up for us to like turn the the books back. And um, it was that. It was um um, I didn't care much for Gilgamesh, but it was yeah, Gilgamesh is a harder read though because it's so much older. Well, the here's problem. the thing. I I liked um, uh, Les Miserables. I oh, really Les liked Les, Les Miserables. Yeah. I remember uh, he was furious at the class because um, he was asking about um, who the daughter, who uh, who um, Jean Valjean's daughter was, name. and nobody can answer that question. I'm like, because he was pointing at a student. Who is it? No, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Um, I, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to be pointing out as a nerd or whatever. But I knew the answer. Uh, I'm like, when he finally something like, can somebody raise their hand who knows the, the thing or whatever? I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say it. And I'm like, and I give the answer. I'm like, this is a what, really good book. I like the book. Say it. Say it. What's the name? What? Say it. Say the name. I don't. I don't want to say the name, Goofy. Imagine being a kid. And... Say the name, Goofy. What was the name? Uh... You know, you know, it's in your head. Say it. I don't remember now because it's been so long. Was it Audet? Oh, oh, no, it wasn't that. Heisenberg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I don't know. Fuck, I don't remember, dude. I remember Jean Valjean. He was cool. Yeah, Jean Valjean was great. Um, His his whole character, uh, Cosette. It was Cosette. Cosette. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not going to I was not going to remember that. I, I was not going to remember it on the top of my head, even though I really liked the story. The whole the whole time and shit like that. Even the musical that we saw after, I'm like, this is not the musical. The was it a musical? No, they were. They're like little musical plays. Yeah, they're fucking dope. No, but I think the one we saw with um, Liam Neeson and it was not a musical. I think, but it was no, just a good movie you're overall. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. No. Is Liam Neeson? Wait, which ones? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm tripping out. No, Hugh, the Hugh Jackman one was the. Uh, there's was different the, uh, ones. That's musical. that's the thing. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Yeah, you're right. And it's such a good story that like it deserves all the the storytelling it gets. But um, like I was saying, like I don't know what it was about him the way he taught us that I made me want to read the story that that he gave us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, back to the quotes, goof. My yeah, last yeah. one was uh, one dark master X. And you, do you remember another iconic DMX quote, goof? If you were just gonna rattle off a DMX quote, what would mm-hmm. it be? X like, just a ge- uh, what else? What what else was DMX known for? Uh, first we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll. What would he always do though? What was another one of his things, like his trademark DMX thing, on almost uh, every one of his uh? His, you're gonna have to remind uh, me. Well, what, what, he would have some type of animal with him all the time, right? Yeah, a big, well, a big nasty Rottweiler. Yeah, right? was it so, a Rottweiler? Rottweiler, a pit, some type of badass dog. Something and you know what he would always, you know, you know what he would always be doing in the in the tracks, right? What's that? He'd be growling, dude. Come on, <laughs> you know. And uh, but what's another way of growling? Like if you were gonna, you know, if you're telling a kid, what what sound does a dog make? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. You tell me. Come on, dude! I'm asking you a question. Like, you, I, I, you got me at a you got me at a loss, man. I, it's been a while Come since. On, I, if you ask a kid, like, what, what sound does a dog make? 
when when a dog barks, how does it sound? Goof. Ruff, ruff. Yeah, but a kid's not gonna say rough, rough. What you know, what, what's another? How, how what's another way of, of a dog making a sound for a kid? Well, all I know is the kid version was woof. Oh man, so you're forgetting. Okay, you're forgetting another one. Okay, which is bow wow. <laughs> And oh. bringing up Bow Wow. Oh, my God. I, I didn't want to say it because I didn't think you were going for that. But all right. Hit, hit me with it. All right. So there's another one, which is uh, our boy Bow Wow um, as a character called Calvin in a movie called, what was the movie, Goofy? Come on. Uh, Calvin? Yes, Calvin. Bow Wow was Calvin in this movie. What was it? The, the only movie I, I remember him. He was in Fast and the Furious. I remember that, but what I remember him more is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, he okay, was okay. in he was in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. All right, continue. Fair enough, but I'm still not wrong because he was in Japan. I'm like, whoa, my boy Bow was in Japan. What with the Hulk car too? Remember, Isa Hello wanted the Hulk car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I remember, um, young little Bow Wow, or I think he doesn't refer to that. I think he refers as just Bow Wow now. Because mm-hmm. he's a grown ass man, I remember him from the movie Like Mike. It's funny that you bring up Like Mike, Goofy, uh-huh. because uh, this quote is from the movie Like Mike, and uh-huh. where he's talking to another orphan kid, saying, yeah. and "The quote is, I'm just height challenged. That's all." And the bully replies, "What's height challenged?" And he says, "Well, it's better than being brain challenged." <laughs> 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 oh man! <laughs> Did you like that movie? It was cool. I liked that. That was fine. It was all right, man. Like the whole the whole thing, like magic shoes make you like Jordan and shit like that. Fucking, I, I was furious at that kid, man. The other orphan kid, I was so pissed. I don't know if you remember. He destroys the shoes. Yeah, yeah, he fucks them over, bro. I wanted to strangle that kid, dude. Well, what do you think? What do you think Bow Wow did? What do you, or I mean, Calvin. You know, he got the shoelaces and he fucking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gave it to him. <laughs> Fuck man. Fuck that movie was that movie was alright. There was a second part. I don't know if you remember. Nope. It was called Street Ball. Was was Bow still in it? I don't remember because I didn't watch it. <laughs> All right, Goop. What's your next quote? Right. And it better be as good as that one. Uh, I think it's pretty good. <clears throat> so, like every movie, there's got to be like a really good antagonist, right? Right. So, for Neo and the whole people like that are trying to escape the Matrix and shit like that, the main antagonist is a program called the, the, the agent program. And these agents are like, just like, they look like federal agents. They go around and they, they fucking, they take out bad people or whatever. And you just think it's a regular FBI agent or whatever, right? Right, right. And there's a specific What's one. What's the name? It's Mr. Smith, right? Yeah, well, the specific one that I'm talking about is Mr. Smith, yes. Because they, they're not supposed to have names or whatever. They're just supposed to be agents. But he, he kind of uh, takes the name Mr. Smith. And uh, this is coming from Mr. Smith, or Agent Smith. And uh, I think I have two of his, but I'm going to give you one good one. And he says, uh, he's actually talking to Morpheus because um, he's trying to, he he, he captured Morpheus. He wants to track information about whatever plans they have or whatever. And um, he's talking to him. He says, um, 
I'd like to share a revelation that I had during my time here. I came, it came to me when I realized that I tried to classify your species. And I realized your species as in actually, your species that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on the planet instinctively developing a natural equilibrium with a surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area, you multiply and multiply until uh, every natural resource, resource is consumed. The only, the, the, this is the only way you can survive, is to spread to another area. Uh, there's another organism on the planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? It's a virus. Human, be human beings are a disease, a cancer on this planet. You're a plague. We are the cure. And that's yeah, from definitely. Mr. Smith. And um, sure enough, young little me doesn't understand what this is or whatever. I know, right? You're over here licking your lollipop. I'm, 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 I'm eating my popcorn, chewing on some Jolly Ranchers, watching this movie and shit like that. I'm like, what? What does he like, mean? What the fuck is this? It's funny, though, right? Because, like, obviously I haven't seen the movie, but it, it's funny how it's, it's very true. Like, I mean, it ruins parallels to not just real life but also other narrative dealing with shit like that where um you know like you said it's a virus it's a plague it's a, it's a cancer on on the earth you know we exploit it for mm -hmm. all it's got and then we just like like you said we just move on to the next thing mm -hmm. and and it's funny how you know they're the cure right and it's man-made um what's another you know another movie that's similar to this is fucking terminator right like exactly the, the, i wanted to the, mention the it. robots you know they they do what they're doing to control humans for the mm -hmm. survival of not just the humans, but also of themselves, um, of, of the earth too, right? Like oh, yeah, to... the, the earth, but of themselves, because they have to share the planet and right. the way the track that humans are going, like in the matrix or in Terminator, they're going to kill themselves off along with everything yeah. else and what's going to be left. And there's uh, a lot of speculation too. in the Terminator ones, a lot of, you know, fan theories and stuff Yeah, where um, the Terminators, wanted to wipe so humans are always in con constant conflict right constant strife and they yeah. said we'll we'll do the you know the robots will provide them with the constant strife and they'll be too busy fighting us that they just won't nuke themselves to death because that was another thing too is they're also trying to preserve humanity and it's one of those uh i mean fuck dude one of our at least one of my favorite animes Gurren Lagan, right the the king mm -hmm. of earth his whole thing is you have to keep humans underground they can't multiply past what what was it like a million once a million hairless yeah. apes cover the earth you know it's like yeah dude like humanity obviously has a highly destructive uh potential but there's also you know good but it's it's there it's always there it's always a threat yeah um like in, in just like in Gurren Lagann, just like in terminator just like in the matrix humans have been shown to be super destructive and like you were saying the animatrix like you mentioned it, and I'm like, it's a really good storytelling. That's what happens in the Animatrix, where uh, robots, um, the AI uh, exceeds to a point where they're like they're self-aware, and they want to be. Um, I remember they go to, they actually go to the UN or something, and they're like, we want peace, we want to live along humans, we don't want to be a slave race anymore. And um, it's and they show they show you an image of a of a man and a and a woman robot. And uh, and they're like, you're. This is not what you are. And all you see after that is the humans coming up to them, and they're ripping apart the female version of a robot, like the skin, the hair, and everything. And they're like, this yeah, is what yeah. you are. You're not human. You're you do not equate to us because we created you. So how do you equate to us? And, and all this shit. 
and that that just goes to show their the destructive um, forces like they can't accept something can be equal to them or maybe even greater because if it, as soon as this shows to be greater it's a threat it's oh, a fucking yeah, threat dude, and you need to kill it it happens in um there's another story where that happens too it's a uh, called um, animosity and the idea is uh, all every single animal every single animal in a moment gains the same sentience and intelligence as humans uh-huh so imagine every every squirrel every deer every fucking dog every tiger every lion every zebra every gerbil everything is now as smart as a human is yeah and there's some stuff that's better than us like a uh-huh. bear now imagine yes. that with human and then uh so initially <laughs> well dude initially so in the first trade that i read the initially yeah dude just slaughtered constant constant war gears mm-hmm. just started ramming into cars They're like we're tired of being hunted you know a lion that was being held as a pet by like this drug you know uh drug lord was like all right i'm gonna eat you now mm-hmm. <laughs> you or, know so it all goes nuts the apes right Similar, but again, like the, the thing with Planet of the Apes was initially they weren't as smart as humans, they were getting there, yeah. And then, um, you know, but this one is every single animal all at once, so there's a big bloodbath, and then they try to come to peace. And then, fucking human guy, you know, it's funny too because they're doing these peace talks, and in comes like a giant, like moose, and then the their diplomat was a tiny little squirrel that climbs down onto the fucking, you know, the uh, the, the pedestal where it's gonna talk or whatever, sign the documents, the peace accord. Yeah. And then, yeah, this human suicide bomber comes and ruins all that. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. I, I actually want to see this movie. Uh, I've never heard it's, of it. And I'm like, a, that's it's not, not a so movie. Cool. It's a comic. It's a comic. Uh, I, I just saw it's a movie. I'm not sure if it's a, the same no, one. No, it's, it's going to be different. Um, the, the comic is done by uh, Marguerite Bennett. She's actually one of my favorite writers. Um, she did the Bombshell series and a bunch of the really good stuff. But really good series. And again, it's funny because, again, hum, humans are their, their own worst enemy, dude, more than anything else. You yes. know, because the reality is besides any other predator or any other thing we conflict with out there is we can ignore them. We can avoid them. We can't avoid humans. No matter where you're at, they will find you. Yes. I, I think that happens. And uh, you, you've never seen a uh, doctor who um, negative. There's a, in one of the episodes, uh, there's a race of aliens that comes, comes in, comes to earth and they want to fight and they want to either they, they human, um, the humans either become the slave race to this uh, this new race, or half of their planet is going to die, or a third of it is going to die. So, uh, the doctor comes in, he solves the whole problem or whatever, and he tells the race, hey, you guys all leave because I just killed your leader. I gave him a choice, he decided to fight me, he lost, he's dead now, leave. And the, the planet is protected by me, whatever, blah, 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 right? So they're leaving or what, and all this shit. As they're leaving... The fucking, uh, the prime minister of, uh, Britain fucking, uh, decides to shoot them as they're running, like shooting them in the back as they're running and shit. And, uh, the doctor says, um, I told them to run, but what I should have told them to do is run and hide because the big bad, uh, human race is coming. You guys are so destructive. No matter what you see, uh, that could be higher than you is a, is a threat. All you want to do is fight and kill each other. And it's uh, it's crazy that the, this uh, this idea is adapted to so many stories. Because true enough, the human race has has been very destructive towards each other. Yeah, definitely, definitely, dude. I mean, we're our own worst enemies for sure. I think I've heard this in I... another. Uh, go ahead. Oh, hold on. 
All right, sorry. I'm having mic problems. Okay, okay. Uh, I heard this in another thing. I've never played the Mass Effect series. Have you played that? Never, no. So I uh, I only heard a little bit about this, but when Mass Effect came out, uh, it's all about like inter-alien species and stuff like that. And apparently the human race is one of the biggest threats out there because of all the war they, they've... Um, They've been involved in on Earth, and once they discovered uh, uh, space travel, it's like the humans are up there with the top tier fucking yeah, they're dangerous races else. because like they just want to hunt and kill and shit like that. Like we make up these stories of um, like uh, you, you tell me stories of 40k, right, and all these d- different races of different yeah. things, but these these are all human ideas, right? It's like we are creating these these ideas of crazy things, but we ourselves can be that because we've done it before. Oh yeah. But even in 40 K the whole, the whole strap of 40 K is not only is the whole universe always at war, but it's like humans are just up there. They're the bad guys too. Yeah. Like they're going out there. Their whole thing is no Xenos, no heretics, only humans. <laughs> and you must worship the God emperor. Yeah. But this all devolved from that quote uh, of uh, agent Smith. And I'm just like, you're, you're right. Agent Smith. Like, um, humans are are pretty fucked up they are a plague and you know the actor that plays agent smith yeah um he also plays uh the elf uh the like i think the lead elf in the lord of the rings and he also hates humans like the humans are fucking terrible like that that moment where he's looking at the human uh the king of the humans like, hey, destroy the ring. He's like, nah, bro, I'm going to use it. He's like, man, fucking humans are just letting people down left and right. Definitely, man. Imagine being disappointed like that for millennia. <laughs> yeah, he, he lived on. And he's like, I'm still disappointed. <laughs> Y'all fucked up. All right, Goof. So for my next quote, I don't know if yeah. you've noticed. What, what's the theme so far with my, uh, with my uh, quotes? Uh, you like rappers. Yeah. So when you think of another rapper... Um, who made the jump to the uh, the big screen, right? You know, movies, the silver screen, all that shit. Uh, who's who's another one that you can think of? Coolio. Oh, hey, you know what? You're very close. He's really cool. You know, uh, what, 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 let's go down that vein. What, what's also cool? What's usually cool? Like when you describe something cool or something that you're like, oh, this is cool. What, what's another word for that? Or what's something else that's described as cool? Uh... Uh, 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 I don't know. You, got, you know what else is cool? What? I don't know. It's uh, you know, like snow's cool. Um, uh-huh. cold water's cool. Uh-huh. Um, what uh, what what does cold water turn into? Oh my god! Okay, I know what you're going for, and what, what I am a fan. It? I love uh. S uh SVU. Uh, oh, see, you're you're close. What, what, I, what I, character another... or what what person do you think I'm talking about? Uh, Ice T. Oh, you're almost there, Goofy. I wasn't right about that. Oh man, I thought we were talking no, about. No man. Well, dude, ice. You know what 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 form uh what forms can ice take? You know, icicle. What else? Vanilla ice. Oh, almost there, dude. You're half dude, right constantly. I'm naming all the rappers I know, bro. You got to hit me with it. You you don't know what other form ice can take? Van- vanilla ice is not a form of ice, bro. It is. And iced tea, iced tea is also not a form of ice. It, uh-huh. It's it's 
it's a thing with ice in it with ice you know ice ice forms in it ice shapes um but what are those shapes goof uh uh, i I mean okay i'm gonna say i see as a form because rick and morty so fuck you (laughs) i know you've seen that episode all righty goofy well you're wrong it was a one ice cube sure um, who was from what a uh, hip hop group? What a rap group? Uh, dude, fuck. I knew I knew this. I knew this. <laughs> dude, I, I can't think of it on the top of my head. Jesus, Goofy. Jesus. All right, it's man. Forever. So it's Ice Cube playing a character name, named Nick, Nick Pearson, yeah. in a film called Are We There Yet? I was going to say, Are We There Yet? That, I love that movie. Yeah, do you remember one of his most famous quotes from that movie? No. Oh, man, I never got to read the manual. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember why he was saying that? No. It's because his car was on fire. His brand new badass car. Was it an Escalade or was it a... I think it might have been a Navigator. I think it might have been an Escalade. Yeah, it was one of those two. I was like, damn. (laughs) <laughs> I never got to read the manual. It's all on fire and shit. Let, let's <laughs> not let's not let's not downplay his achievements. He was also in other movies. Definitely, uh, he's like been a lot Friday, of shit, dude. Next Friday, yeah. Friday after next, last Friday. I don't think I've seen last Friday. Yeah, what man, it's a it, it was a newer one. Because remember, you know the the actor who played his uh. His uh, dad his died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Rest so in him. this one, it opens up and uh, it's the they're at the funeral. You know, it shows his face and stuff like that, and everyone's you know basically narrating like, yeah, man, last Friday was nuts, and you know, Smokey's there, and they just start recounting. You know, starts flashing back to the story, like what happened this last Friday, how the dad died because of it. Mm. Damn, I yeah, you know. haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen that one. That's probably because it doesn't exist. I just made it up. Thanks, man. That's a good storytelling. I know. Um, yeah, I, I know there were there was the rumors like what was it five years ago? Like they're talking with Smokey and the, uh, the yeah, actors. trying to get him back. Yeah, and all that shit. But I, I, did it go downhill because the uh, the father died? Mm-hmm. I think it was the whole thing. Um, because it's what Chris Tucker, right? Chris Tucker Chris plays Tucker, a Ice Cube, and I forget the father's name. Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Mike Epps was his cousin, right, from the second one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I think Chris Tucker just wasn't wanting to come back. Like, I think he was either just done with it, or they weren't wanting to give him enough. But I think it was more of he was just done with it. I haven't seen him do anything after uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour, yeah. That's crazy. definitely definitely. I really like him too. How many more quotes you got left, Goof? I can hit you with one more. I really one more cool, and then I'll wrap it up with the final one. <clears throat> so this one again comes from Agent Smith, and uh, so people have a a bit of a stigma about the sequels after the Matrix. I still like them. The it was Reloaded and Revolution. Uh, Reloaded. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was Matrix and X Matrix and Matrix after the next. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, yeah, they made those movies, and some people didn't like them because I guess they didn't live up to the hype. It was just a bunch of action shit or whatever. But there's some storytelling in that, in those other movies. And there's a um, I'm not sure if you've seen this action scene. You probably seen like uh, clips of it or whatever somewhere. 
where it's uh, Agent Smith has taken over a bunch of bodies, and there's a bunch of Agent Smiths, and they're all fighting one Neo, and there's like this big oh, really? fight. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. No? Okay. Well, there's this big old fight scene or whatever, and there's a quote after Agent Smith beats down uh, Keanu Reeves' character, Neo, and it's fucking raining and shit like that. And uh, the quote goes, um, why, Mr. Anderson? Why, 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 why do you do it? Why do you get up? Why do you keep fighting? Do you believe you're fighting for something? Uh, for uh, more than your survival? Can you tell me what it is? Uh, do, do you even know? Is it freedom? Is it truth? Perhaps peace? Could, you, could it be love? Illusions, Mr. Anderson. Uh, vagrancies of perception. Uh, temporary constructs of a feeble human intellect trying to desperately justify an existence that without meaning or purpose uh, and all, all that means that that is artificial artificial as the matrix itself although only a human mind can invent something as in, uh, insipid as love you must be able to see it Mr. Anderson you must know it by now <clears throat> you can't win it's pointless to keep fighting why Mr. Anderson why why do you persist yeah, he's so, asking like, why do you keep fighting? Why? Why? What? <laughs> well, like I, I took a little bit more from the quote because I, I like the other part where he goes over human construct, like all the stuff that we make is to justify our existence, right? Right. So, but also just like all these the horrible things you do. Why do you keep fighting? Is this really worth it? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you trying to prove by yes, all this? Like, exactly. Like, because you don't even know what you're fighting for. You think you're the one. But you don't even know for sure. You just think you're the one. People believe you're the one. But are you the one? Why do you do it? Well, not just that. Like the the last quote we were talking about is like, dude, all you do is destroy. All you do is kill. All you do is exploit. Is this what you're fighting for? What are you fighting for? Why are you fighting to continue that? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, going back to the the thing I was talking about, the um, human construct. It's uh, it's like a. Um, he, he mentions love being a human construct, which I still, I do believe it is. Um, it's something that we created ourselves to kind of like keep each other together, right? Like, uh, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but people have boiled down love as a, a hormone that people excrete, right? You see somebody, you fall in love with them, and that, that's a thing for people to procreate. I'm like, okay, fair enough, whatever. And it's a human construct, love is at least. And um, other things that are human pro- uh, construct is peace, right? In order not to kill each yeah. other, we we propose a thing called peace, where everybody lives in harmony. But in, in reality, it's a survival out there. If if uh, if there wasn't enough resources, we wouldn't be killing each other, right? So we propose peace. But if people were greedy enough, where they want all the resources, then peace wouldn't be a thing. It's a human construct. Um, I think we talked. I talked to Mike about this. Do you know about the social contract? No. So <clears throat> it's a it's again it's a human um, perception where the the human social contract is um, let's say you and I are neighbors. Yeah. We both were raised in the in the belief that I'm not going to go to your house and kill you in your sleep. It's a human belief, right? It's it's never going to happen because we 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 built these constructs and these rules to never harm each other. But the only thing that's holding it together is the illusion that we'll never do it, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So this is a conversation I had with Mike a long time, uh, not a long time ago, like fairly recent actually, and we got into a little bit of discussion like how how it affects people. But again, it it is a human construct where people are made to. If you believe it enough, it'll work. But it doesn't work on everybody because not everybody believes in the human right, construct. Not everybody's gonna agree to the, the these constructs, right? Mm-hmm. These these contracts we have, exactly. social const- contracts we have. So you know, every, that, well, that's the idea, right? We're driving down something as simple as like we're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. We stay in these little lines that are painted on the exactly. road. Exactly. Like I'm just not gonna drive into you, and you're not gonna drive into me, and that's the construct we have, right? Or the contract we have. We the understanding, right? Yep, it's an understanding between you and myself that we'll we'll stay on our lane. You won't go. You won't serve into mine and hurt me. But that line is just a line, right? There's nothing physically there well, stopping me. Well, not just that. That's the the social constructs you've created here too. Like it could be the other way around, right? Where it's like. You know, in this in this area, everybody. You know, you know what's fucking funny because you're you're gonna know about this. It, it it just came up in a video I was watching where it's like the city of thieves, right? The kingdom of thieves in Adventure Time. Everybody yeah. steals. That's just the way it is in that society. Yep. You know, you just steal and steal and steal, and that's just that's you expect that. That's the society that's built. Those are the the social constructs built. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, dude. It, it's so crazy and. And I really like that because uh, the the agent doesn't know anything better than that, so he sees it from the outside. He's like, "All you, you made this to believe it so much, and without that belief, it's not really there. You guys are just wild animals. You guys would probably kill each other if you guys didn't know any better. But you guys tried it before, and you guys almost succeeded in exterminating yourselves. So this social contract, which is so fragile and easy to break." Like in, it's just it's uh it's the quote itself is so good. Definitely, definitely. All right, alrighty, goof. You got my one last, more for me. My last and final quote. You know, we have all these hip hop guys that you know did a uh, jump to movies, but who's the biggest biggest name in hip hop that went to movies and now he's just known as being a movie star? Uh, if you if you had to take a guess, you know, Snoop Dogg. No, this guy's a way bigger, way bigger movie guy. And then Snoop Dogg and Eminem aren't that many movies. Whereas this guy is, again, he's had his own show. He's had shit tons of movies. Um, Again, like if people forget that he was a hip hop guy before he did all this stuff. Uh, Ice Cube. No, we just got over Ice Cube. Damn it. Uh, Give me an example of a type of movie he was in. Like something... Something vague. Mm, Something that I've post, seen recently, probably. Post-apocalyptic movie. Um, really? Yeah. He's oh. like the last man. Kind of like the show, Last Man on Earth. Um, <laughs> oh. Um, let's see. I know who you're talking about. Who is it? Who is it, Goof? Uh, Shoot your shot. Um, let, me, let, let, me, let me quote him real quick. Let's see if I get it right. All right, let's <clears> see. <throat> Uh, keep my wife's ma- name out your motherfucking <laughs> mouth. Is that is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one Mr. Smith, one Agent Smith. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> oh fuck, man! But yeah, it's one Will Smith. Um, again, I didn't know growing up that he did music. Yeah. I've always known him from Fresh he Prince. I've always. He made a family safe music, actually. Yeah, never had a curse. Never cursed in those in those rap Yeah, albums. yeah. So no, uh, it's just funny because again, I never knew it, and when I was like, 
oh yeah he did have you know fucking you you know albums and shit Mm -hmm. um but yeah this quote specifically to wrap it all up and it's funny because we've we've been very on brand with both of our quotes you know and going back and forth again you talk about agent smith i Mm -hmm. talk about agent k played by will smith um (laughs) and this quote is by uh one captain steve hiller in a movie called independence day yeah and uh the quote is welcome to earth after he punches an alien (laughs) and welcome to earth if that that doesn't sum up everything if that doesn't sum up keep my wife's name at your motherfucking mouth and you know humans just struggle and strive for nothing you know we're just (laughs) welcome to earth is the best the best quote we can give you (laughs) that so that movie do they who was the aggressor in that movie i forget was it the, the definitely the aliens, bro? Definitely aliens. was no, but I remember they just see a ship and they're like, "Let's go get that ship." Wasn't it like that? Or no, they went to go and tell him we come in peace, and they just started killing everything. I, I, I it's been a while since I seen that movie. Dude, remember he had so the, good in those movies. Yeah, they had the helicopter um, flashing the peace sign, like in binary or whatever. Yeah, and it was just like, "Nah, bro, die." <laughs> <laughs> well, what if they, what if they didn't know? What if what they said was like, "We want war in binary." <laughs> Or, or or it was like your mama so fat she couldn't leave her to atmosphere. Or or it was Will Smith saying that line like keep keep my wife's name. <laughs> keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then the others were scared <laughs> thirty that they years were ago. Get slapped. <laughs> yeah. like, no, we need a strike first. Because Will Smith yeah, will right. slap the shit out of us. No, see that's what it was. No, what it was is uh is the helicopter was making a G.I. Jane joke. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the alien slapped them. Shout out to Will Smith. I love you, man. Shout out to Will Smith. If you guys haven't already, check out S Band, EZ Band on YouTube. They have the Ballad of Will Smith. It's a corrido. Fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Will Smith. I know you slapped him, but you did your thing, man. I know it's a struggle, man. It's okay. We all have have a hard day. Keep your chin up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> keep your keep your chin up, Prince. <laughs> hold hold your crown up high. Isn't it a song like that? <laughs> keep your head up. Da, 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 da. I don't know. You, you'd be the one to know. You listen to hip hop a lot more than I did, Goof. I did listen to a lot of hip hop. <laughs> oh fuck, man! I just remember you were always singing right there, and I was just like, "All right, Goof, I, I get it." <laughs> the way you do that thing, right there, right there. <laughs> you had the spinner shoes, the dadas, you know. You had the big spinner and chain, you know. You you had a midget hanging on your necklace. I remember all that shit, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you did not quote Ludacris to me, man. Ludacris, it's Luda. <laughs> <laughs> my boy I know, man, but like... I, I, there's always a volume two for this, you know, like the remix and all that shit. Um, but I just I was going through just some of these, like I'm like, let me just chain together these quotes real quick, and let like, me just get like a general an R. Kelly remix. It's a... <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like R. Kelly, dude, earlier. Ah, uh, fuck, goo. If you have uh, anything you want to bring up, any suggestions you want to make, anything you want to plug, mm, no, just listen, listen to Roman's podcast. It's a good podcast. We talk about quotes. We talk about stories. I know you. Yeah, yeah. The the biggest thing that uh that I like to take away thing, uh, from these kind of podcasts is we talk about stories that have impacted our lives, whether good, bad, 
it's something that we take away from it all the time and sometimes well, we it's memorable it right you're, you're you're remembering it to an extent right or mm-hmm. if you know like it, it impacted it one way or another so that's why you bring it up mm-hmm. you know i don't bring up shit that i don't care about because i don't remember it because i didn't care <laughs> it, it reminds me of something that i learned a long time ago when i was a kid is um something that was uh that did stick to me was a. Uh, I heard the story of it's not so much of a story, but just the way it used to be was with Native Americans when they would tell a story, it was all word of mouth, and they would tell it as a as a thing because it not only was it an entertainment, but it was a lesson to future Native Americans. They would sit by a fire and they would tell all these stories and shit. And I'm like, that's that's actually really cool. Something that really stuck to me because that's what we're doing. Either we're not we're not recounting the stories word for word or good enough. But we are retelling a story, and it's it does stick to some people sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You're just sharing stuff that you like or stuff that interests you, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully somebody else latches onto it and likes it as well. That's that's the only hope that comes from these kind of things. All righty, goof. Well, uh, other than that, um, plug in your shit, everybody... man. You got Discord. You got <laughs> yeah. Well, I was getting to that, Goofy. Uh, there's um... a Podbean. Check it out there. Uh, yeah, what, else, yeah. what else do you have? Oh, fuck. He's on Facebook, I think. Uh, <laughs> We've been uh, worse podcasts. Are you on Twitter? Uh, are you on Twitter? Twitter, are you on Twitter? Twitter that I don't use. Uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty.com. Rick and Morty. <laughs> 100 years Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to definitely try to get next week's episode uploaded on time. I will be gone for five days. Oh, uh, where I will you be going? attending. I'll be uh, attending WrestleMania. WrestleMania. WrestleMania um and i'll be doing the whole thing i'm gonna be doing the fan access event thursday i'm gonna be doing uh friday night smackdown friday and then the hall of fame show following that right away then we're gonna be doing nxt standard deliver saturday followed by um uh wrestlemania night one that saturday and then we'll be doing <coughs> wrestlemania night two sunday and then we'll wrap it up with uh monday night raw on monday and then we're gonna be heading back home nice nice you have a full packed fucking week dude yeah dude <laughs> pretty much a whole week yeah yeah exactly. and then right back to work yeah, and then maybe we'll record work. a yeah and then maybe we'll record a podcast episode um when i get back we'll see i'll see if i can fit we'll it see. in I, I definitely want to hear about your your whole shenanigans over there oh definitely yeah but all righty man uh other than that i'll see you guys later adios tell a friend leave a review bye, bye.